quack, quack, honk, honk, and a vroom, vroom, and I'll throw in a ying, ding, 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 to you as well. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 1035, and the free iHeartRadio app. I'm Stan Poggle, and my co-host, legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer Chris Kudak on the line. As always, and Kudak, we we got a few people riled up last week uh, chatting the muskie versus the walleye guys, and it looks like plenty of other people have uh, jumped on board and joined the controversy here in the last week. It's uh, it's getting a little ugly out there. Yeah, well, you know, every it's, it's, we're in this country. It's freedom of speech. You know, you can say what you want, and uh, you know, I you know I'm I guess you know I'm a walleye guy. I'm a I'm a pan fish guy. I'm, you know, I catch anything that that I I, I go fishing yep. for. Well, and uh, you know, some guys got their thoughts. Some guys got other thoughts. I got my thoughts. You got your thoughts on it. You know, it's it's just one of them deals. Are we going to get to the bottom of it? Probably not. Yeah, they're ready. I guess they had a hearing on it here this Monday, and I'm still uh, trying to read through it all. But it looks like uh, they may have uh, knocked some things out of the bill we were talking about last week. You know, they were going to not introduce any more uh, musky lakes. Uh, they were going to lower the the maximum limit or the min- uh, release limit. Um, they were going to start spearing of muskies. So there was a lot of different parts of this bill originally. But uh, from the latest I've read, it sounds like a lot of that stuff might be out, and it just may be a moratorium on the stocking for, for four years up in those uh, particular lakes there in Ottertail County, who is really pushing for this, as well as uh, uh, moratorium to adding more musky lakes in the next four years. So um, when I get all that information, because I do want to make sure that we're, you know, handing out the facts here and not just uh, making stuff up, but uh, it is it is a controversial topic, especially, and I know I know a lot of walleye guys, and I know a lot of musky guys, and you know. It's just like anything else. When you get into uh, issues like this, it's 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 a somewhat political issue or a very political issue, and you have very passionate people on both sides of the aisle, and uh, that's that's when kind of the claws come out, so to speak, or the uh, the spears come out. Maybe we'll use that um, analogy, and and uh, it it can be a a tough thing. So, and also you know just you know the social media aspect of it now. Um, you know, I saw a couple of uh, different posts here during the week here that was attacking a uh, certain someone, and then another guy attacked another guy. And it, it's the thing is, is uh, yeah, it's freedom of speech, but uh, at the same time, you you kind of, especially with that social media thing, you really kind of got to be careful as far as you know what you say and what you do sometimes, because uh, the wrong people get a hold of it, they can uh, make your make your life pretty miserable. Well, you know, and. You know, you go back to the to the stocking of this, and I remember here, you know, we talked about doing stuff on Malax with putting different fish in the lake, and the DNR would come back and say, well, it's not a native species of this, you know. Well, you're putting a fish into another lake. Is, is you know, there's, there's, is it a native species of that lake? No. I mean, there's, there's... They're, you know, it's 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 a touchy situation. Yeah, and we talked about that too. You know, native species. Well, you go back to the early 1900s, maybe even the late 1800s. I believe pheasants were introduced into the state by the German settlers that came over here from Germany. So, you know, I, <laughs> let's ban the pheasant then too. I guess you know. Well, 
you know, and it's it, it, you know, the musky, you know, like like we, you know, I've been on the lake for many many years, and musky guys. I mean, you got biggest musky fishery of Malax. You got the, the the rivers. They got muskies in. You got a lot of other lakes with muskies in, and the musky guy goes up and he catches a musky, takes a picture of it, and releases it. It's not like they take it and clean it and eat it. I mean, so. Uh, you know, uh, there's, you know, you get pictures on the, you know, you see them pictures I seen here with the with the muskies eating all the all the small game fish, you know, the crappies and the little baby ducks and all this and all that, you know, I don't know, it's it's a touchy situation. I'm one of them that, you know what, I think we got enough muskies around the way it is. Do do they see you know, yeah, you know, they want to plant them in other lakes to get more people up there fishing. How many people are going to fish for them muskies in them lakes up at Otter Tail? I don't know. I mean, that's that's one of them. You know, it's a touchy situation. I, you know, the people up there don't want it. You know, I don't know. I don't know how, how to go with it or where to go, but it's it's going to be an interesting battle, I think. Uh, and I don't yeah. know who's going to win out of the deal, but it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I know that, you know, they say up where it's happening, you know, that's a traditional thing, and, and traditions are traditions, but, you know, unfortunately not everything lasts forever. But, you know, a lot of those people are saying, and, you know, they're like yourself, they're big walleye guys and myself as well. You know, it's a tradition to go here to fish walleyes, or it's a tradition to go here and, you know, have a shore lunch of some nice, uh, you know, 15, 18, 20-inch walleyes. Um, it's a tradition to bring the kids to the cabin, you know, and uh, fish off the dock and maybe snag a few uh, walleyes. And, uh, you know, according to those folks, they think, you know, it's it's detrimental to stock muskies in there. But then I've read other things that, you know, especially Wisconsin, too, they've had a pretty aggressive muskie stocking situation and uh, everything seems to be fine. So I guess it's depend. It's like a lot of topic. It depends on who you ask. But uh, we'll definitely be chatting more about that here on Outdoor Adventures. If you'd like to uh, chime in as well, call in any time between now and 6 o'clock, and uh, you can get on the show, ask a question or a comment, or maybe got a good joke, fishing joke. We'll take those, too. 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855. We're going to get off the uh, muskie and walleye controversy for just a moment. Other things we got on the show uh, coming up, we'll chat with our good buddy Tom Briggs up there and at uh, Lake of the Woods. He's been hitting the Rainy River, it sounds like, Kudak. I, I noticed a lot of the landings up there are cleared off. They had the loaders in there getting all the ice out of the way, so people are able to get onto the river at many different locations, and it sounds like the bite's going pretty good. So we'll talk to Tom Briggs here in a bit, and I'm sure he's been uh, hammering them up there. I'm guessing you talked to him here the other day, he said. Yeah, I talked to him, and he was just, uh, they just started fishing, and no more than I called him, he, one of the guys in the motor, he, he was, one of them caught a, they said, yep, we just got our first fish, they weren't out there, he said there was probably 30 boats out there, but as you know, uh, the weather hit us last night, we got, uh, oh, I was pretty close to a foot of snow, and it's blowing pretty good up here, uh, I think Malax, I don't know if we're going to be getting out there to go to our tulip spot anymore, if you know, the, we had some water on the on the on the road there last week, and Dicky shut the road down over there. He's kind of kind of hoping that we get some cold weather, he could go out there and plow it to get out there. But we're gonna, you know, see what goes on. How much snow is there? But we've been, I mean, the tulipy was just it was a it was a banner fun time for the last month catching them tulipies. I mean, we had oh, we did some film shooting up there with some with Focus Outdoors, and 
I mean, we had a good time with Tony and little PP and and Mark and and them guys up there. A guy from South Dakota come over and and he had he never fished tulipies before and he had a fun time. He 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 said that was that, you know the tulipies put up a good fight. You're fishing them in deep water. And then we hit a couple panfish lakes, which we did real good on. So I mean, it, it's a it's a good bite. I mean, it's fun. And but now we got this big snowstorm, so. We'll have to see what the what the weather is going to turn out to be. Well, it looks like it's going to be chilly here for the next couple of weeks, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure we'll probably have uh, open water for the walleye season here in the metro area. But uh, I'm guessing you get up to your neck of the woods, and especially north, it's it's going to be tough going. I mean, it's there's still a lot of ice down here in the metro, so I can't imagine uh, they've lost any up in in your neck of the woods. So there's got to be three, probably four feet up at. You know, Lake of the Woods, we'll ask Briggsy about that, too. But uh, lots of things happening. We will uh, preview the upcoming uh, walleye opener as well. That's going to be the governor's opener is going to be out in Wilmer this year. And Kuduk and myself, we will be doing some uh, reports from the governor's walleye opener there in Wilmer on Green Lake coming up May 12th that weekend. And we'll also get into a little bit more thing, uh, a little bit of controversy up on Leech Lake uh, concerning some veterans and the DNR getting in a little squabble there. So plenty of things to chat about, but we're going to go talk some good walleye fishing up at Rainy River up there near Lake of the Woods in that area with our good friend Tom Briggs. Coming up here next on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app, this is Outdoor Adventures. There's your theme song there, Kudak. Oh, you bet. What was that, Dr. Hook and the Medicine Man or Woman, or which one was it? Yeah, that was Dr. Hook and the Medicine Man. Yeah. It's hard when you're in love with a beautiful woman, isn't it, Kudak? Especially about eight of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're back here on Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5. And you can listen to us anywhere, anytime on the free iHeartRadio app. Search Twin Cities News Talk there, or you can also search Outdoor Adventures on the iHeartRadio app and uh, click the follow button, and then whenever we have a new show coming up, you will get it, uh, a little notification on your phone, and it'll tell you so you can never miss Another episode of Outdoor Adventures, because uh, heaven forbid you won't want to do that, Kudak. The world may come to an end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants to, to hear what what we, what we got to give whoever we're teasing this week, you know. Well, your good buddy Tom Briggs has checked in, and I think it's time to uh, razz him a little bit uh, here on the show a little bit, huh? Well, I, I, I see he's got some new cabins he built up there besides... Uh, He's 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 venturing out and other things the way it looks. Is that true, Briggsy? Briggsy, you there? I'm here. You hear me? Yep. Uh, did you uh, did you build some cabins now? No, I'm just managing them for another guy. I don't own them. I just in there collecting some cash. Oh, I figured maybe you uh, invested again. 
No, no. No, I, I'll invest. Say I see. Well, he's meant something about you had eight women, and I'm like, I, I've never met one of them, so I don't know. I, this might be forceology. Well, he just starts <laughs> trouble. You know me. I'm shy. I don't I do not do that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How's the fish uh, up on the rainy frigate? You been out there today freezing? Uh, actually, uh, last two days I got uh, some buddies, uh, dual borders and... Uh, Derek Hines and uh, we're out doing, we were going to fish the river, but we decided to chase the northerns with tip-ups and uh, cut a few yesterday out in Four Mile Bay in there, and uh, today we came over and we're fishing on artisans with uh, Mark, and we're out, uh, actually just moved the house in the shallows for some walleyes for the night fight. Is, is, you still, did you get the storm we got last night? No, we didn't. No, uh, we we're uh, we're pure living up here, so we don't get that stuff you guys get. We just got sunshine and wind today. Well, we got we got lots of snow and wind, and I'll tell you what, we got. Uh, I thought we were done with the snow. I could finally see my grass the other day, and uh, yeah, well, there's no grass seeing anymore. It's uh, we got about a foot, and the wind's blowing, and uh, I was thinking, Malax might be done. I don't think anybody's going to want to go up there and fall because there's going to be a lot of water on the ice. Yeah, I don't. Uh, we still got winter up here. We just, uh, as a matter of fact, Mark Mark drilled all the holes in the house. We just mentioned he hadn't seen ice this thick in years. Yeah, it's it's been crazy up there. I'm guessing you got to have close to four feet, and that's the cool thing this time of the year. I uh, hear I've heard rumors the uh, ice has opened up on the river, and sounds like the fishing is good. I had my first opportunity to try it out here last season. And I, in fact, it was two weeks ago already. I think uh, when I was up there, so uh, things a little bit behind schedule, but uh, things sound like they're starting to get underway up there. Yeah, we uh, it opened up Sunday. They popped uh, Clement or uh, Birchdale open, and Monday I got there about nine o'clock, thinking I'd be early, and I must have been probably the 80th, the 90th truck that was there already. So it was uh, word got out, got in a hurry. The fishing was uh, decent, uh, wasn't spectacular. And then, uh, of course, the weather ever since then has gone south on us. Uh, I mean, north temperature-wise, but south on uh, whatever else. But it's been, uh, you know, I was out uh, yesterday, day before yesterday in the river, and it was it was freezing cold. Yeah, it's got to be. I suppose it was in the teens up there, I'm guessing, if that. So uh, definitely a cold time on the water. But the uh, fishing rewards can be uh, very bountiful. I know uh, I had some pretty dang good luck up there uh last year and just for those that haven't been how long does this run kind of typically go tom and uh you know uh maybe give a couple tips uh, on on what to look for and what to do well right now the right it'll go until the season closes up 15th april or that sunday closest to uh and they drop it down to just two fish on the river uh nothing over 19 and a half inches uh, I recommend not even keeping nothing like that. You know, these fish are in there, spawn, come up, catch them, have fun, let them go, you know. Uh, if you want to eat one or two small ones, they're there. Uh, sturgeon guys, are, we're seeing them caught. We caught some of them the other day, too, so the sturgeons are there. Uh, right now, the pattern we found on Monday was uh, just drifting. Uh, we had a stiffened west wind, so you almost had to kind of troll downstream to get to stay with your jig, but... Uh, just basically vertical jigging in them 12 to 14 foot holes, you know, the deep holes you could find. And hey, what's the best colored jig for them people? See, if a guy guy calls up and says, hey, I want to come up there and fish, you know, we'll use a, a fireball jig or just a standard leadhead jig with the long shank hook with a stinger on it, or what's what's a, what's a good color? What kind of minnows that should they use, or 
What they, well, we've been we've been just using all. It's been tough to get uh, minnows up here this year, so if guys can bring your rainbows, bring them. Uh, we were using frozen shiners and some fats. Uh, a buddy of mine, Joel Borders, I'm sure you know his dad, Snake. There, they had the uh, people with Lindy, but he came out with a pout pounder. He's called, and we were actually using that on the river too. It's a little heavier with the rattle in it. That was working good in the red and the glow. Uh, actually, the red, the orange, and a little spit of chartreuse on it. The orange and black seem to be working pretty good too. And and how can how can, you know if people want to come up there, Tommy? You know these guys from the cities want to come up there and go fishing. Is there plenty of places for them to stay? Can they get a hold of you if they want to go on a guide trip? Or you got guy some other guys up there that take people if they want to come up for a couple of days? Yeah, we do. We got uh, there's there's a few guys if they want to call me, they sure can. Uh, I'll get them set up. If I'm not busy, I'll take them. Uh, plenty of lodging up here. A lot of the resorts are running specials right now on the river. Uh, there's you know a couple hotels in town. Uh, we got a couple cabins that we're renting out, 35 bucks a night. So uh, a lot of times you can get specials on them up here if you come up. But the, the big thing with the river is when we get that you know if we get the sudden warm and it starts to really flow fast we get a lot of runoff it turns to mud and it can be done in a hurry but uh i don't foresee that happening this year with everything as cold as it's been and the river is pretty clear uh, it's been a slow runoff so we're not getting a lot of mud running in there but once that big fork and little fork let loose then uh you know then you got to just wait bide your time until uh, till it cleans up again is there anything else uh, especially uh to know for Maybe a novice like myself, I, I noticed one thing uh, I noticed that uh, definitely kept a lot more jigs in my tackle box last year was to, you know, get it off. I'm so used to, you know, kind of more dragging it off the bottom. But uh, I'll tell you right now, at least where we were fishing, uh, we lost a lot of jigs that way. So we kind of kept it off the bottom a little bit and, you know, tried to not hit the bottom as much. Uh, otherwise, it seemed like we were snagging a lot. Um, any other uh, tips that way uh, you can give yeah, folks? Yeah, that's, that's when you want to, you know it. Kind of like the fly fishermen call it matching the hatch. You want to match your weight with what you're doing on the current. You know, you got to play the wind. If you got a west wind, it's going to blow you. You know, blow you against current. If you got a you know a east wind, it's going to blow you down. You just got to play it. And you want to be as vertical you can with them jigs. Uh, I saw some guys anchoring up and running uh, running lighter jigs, quarter and smaller, and they were just bouncing their way back. You know. Uh, Starting at the bottom and then bouncing their way back till they get to about a 30 degree, and they're finding a sweet spot out there where it drops maybe six, eight, ten inches or a foot in the river, and that's where the fish will hold them up in there. You know they're getting them that way too. But typically, you got to drift with the current. You got to stay with the speed of the water. That's what they're used to eating. That you know they're used to eating that stuff coming down the river at the speed of the water. So that's what you want to hold it up. And then you can probably take them in the boat in the morning and go ice fishing at night. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. we got plenty of ice. Uh, you know, now the rivers, now the resorts on the river got their roads open, so if guys going to come up and still ice fish, uh, there's going to be here till the end. But, uh, you know, come on over to Arneson's this way. You can get out there. Uh, they're pulling their houses off, but uh, they'll still get you out fishing, I'm sure. Give Mark a call up here, or you can, uh, you know, check the guys in the river. you got four-wheelers and whatever else. You can get out there and do it that way. So, so in other words, if if you if you really know somebody, they have them bring you minnows. Well, yeah, yeah, they're coming up. Give me a call. <laughs> See, there you go, Stan. I bet bring yeah, you, Dan, you come on up. You leave Kudak, call me. Come up, we'll go fishing. Yeah, <laughs> that even sounds like a better idea. Hey, Stan, if you bring them, 
bring them up, put a put a put a, a minnow tank in the back of your truck and drive fast and get them up there still alive. Briggs, you'll be happy. You'll take the fish for an hour. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah wait till it warms up a little though. Brings the sunshine with you. Yeah. Do you have a website too, Tom, out there uh, for people to get a hold of you? You know of or? Yeah, they can get on uh, it's, uh, Service, uh, dot com or they can get a hold of me. Uh, my cell phone is six one two three nine zero five nine nine six. You know, look on Facebook under Briggs Guide Service or pull me up. Uh, I'm in there. You got some time uh, to hang out with us here because uh, I know uh, I'm a motorcycle guy, so I wanted to pump you a little bit about that, uh, where I can go when I come up there. Motorcycle? Yeah. What the hell is that? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Well, we'll come back and uh, find out uh, which one uh, Briggsy has. So uh, we'll be back with more outdoor adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. It was late in the evening, the moon was pale. I was putting miles between me and the tail. A gal on a cycle was cruising along. I was minding my business and singing a song. Till I saw a sidecar on that Harley, and the gal was stacked like a sack of barley. I didn't know what the gal was thinking, but she was poking fun in my hot rod Lincoln. Into the second half of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Think of that one, Sidecar Cycle song there, Kudak. Well, when you mentioned motorcycles to Brixie, I kind of had to chuckle, because I could see you driving up there with your motorcycle and your sidecar and with your fishing stuff in it, <laughs> and then you get with Brixie, and then you and Brixie get putting Brixie in the sidecar and going carousing up there and about that. <laughs> I need skis on the motorcycle this time of the year. I mean, what do you have, about a two-month season up there, Briggsy? Yeah, yeah, if that. You know, I, we were talking while you were on break there. I said, boy, said, make sure you bring a shovel and a toothbrush. I said, for what? They said, that's what you shovel the deer off the road. <laughs> we missed that a little bit. Uh, can you repeat that once? I said, you're going to need a shovel and a toothbrush to get the shovel and the deer off the road and get the toothbrush get the mayflies out of your teeth. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's, that's like driving around Malax when you got a Mayfly hatch and you watch these guys on their motorcycle. They get off that thing about, you know, stop at the vet club to wipe all the stuff off their face and they got bugs everywhere. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a few guys riding them up here, but we don't see too whole lot of cycles up here. Yeah, but it's definitely uh, a different uh, view of things uh, up in your neck of the woods than here, so it's... It's nice to get away from the concrete jungle and just see uh, open uh, area everywhere and and know that uh, you don't have a care in the world. That's that's one thing you got up there. I think that's why you're in such good shape. You know, Kudak, he's getting a little rough looking. Yeah, yeah. I'm alive. You know, I look 50, but I got the body of a 15-year-old boxer. <laughs> yeah, well, Briggsy, hope you got an extra room in your house. I'm moving in this summer. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Tell the way, I don't eat much. Just make sure I got the you old know, leeches in a bucket and a fishing rod. That's all right. You can take care of the dogs for me. Yeah, that's okay. I'll let them out and they can go chase the neighbor around. Yeah. So, what about oh, yeah, us? It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a pretty area. We, I shouldn't say we don't have a lot of bikers up here. There he is, but uh, it's, uh, it's got its time, though. I mean, when it's, it's nasty, it's nasty. When it's nice, it's nice. Yep, and that was another thing, too, uh, looking forward to the summertime. Uh, 
you know, not only cycling, but of course, uh, great fishing up there in the summertime. It's going to be a while before the ice comes off, but I know you've been fishing it for many years. And if somebody wants to come up uh, for a summer trip, maybe do a little planning in advance, um, what, what's a good time to come up there and what can people expect there? Well, it, it all depends. You know, anytime's good on Lake Owit, you're always going to catch the fish. It just depends what you want to do. You know, if you want to pull plugs or if you want to jig, uh, want to pull spinners, uh, you want to cast, uh, you know, you want to get into Canada, in and out, you know, that's opened up a little bit for us guys so we can get in and out of Canada a little easier. Uh, but there's just a multitude of things. Kudak? You there? Yep, we are here, Briggsy. You kind of cut out there on us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, wind, wind's blowing uh, like crazy up here, so. Yep. Yeah, it's blowing your signal right out of your phone like usual. So uh, where can uh, people, Briggs Guide Service, you can check them out online uh, if you want to plan a uh, summer trip, but I really recommend people get up there if they can. Uh, uh, now, now it's just April 15th. You can keep two fish right on the river, and then after that it's all catch and release, correct? Uh, after April 15th, you can't eat fish walleyes in the river. It's over. Uh, put hang-up poles till May. It's over. But uh, okay. you still get on the river and sturgeon fish, but... Uh, you can't even target walleyes after the 15th. So. Okay. And uh, if nobody's ever caught a sturgeon before, uh, I was walleye fishing. I caught two of them and, and missed a couple more. And I tell you what, that is one heck of a fight. Yeah, it is. And that's, uh, you know, that's, it's getting better and better every year. You know, the sturgeon fishing is coming on. Uh, I was watching TV shows. These guys are chasing powder all now. So, I mean, all the stuff that we kind of never thought we'd go after, people are chasing now. And if you're like some of my buddies I like to fish with, I mean, I saw some guys up there sturgeon fishing, and they just had like a big, you know, uh, catfish rod or musky rod, and just uh, they're sitting there smoking cigars, having a couple of cold ones, and kicking back and uh, relaxing. So you just kind of wait for it to happen, huh? Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's, it's a relaxing way to fish, and when you get them on, it's exciting. Uh, it's fun. Uh, sometimes I've had customers in the boat where they said that's enough. You know, they don't want to just, they, they're done. They're done fighting. But it's, it's, you know, it's quite a fight. And Briggsy, how long do they get to, you know, people want to come up? Are you all booked up for you in the summer? Do they, you want a two-week notice, three-week notice, month, or how do well, you work that? It's good to get a month ahead. You know, it doesn't hurt the plan. You know, we can... Uh, a lot of times I'll get to, I got stuff that's open. I'm not booked up solid, you know. If uh, if I am, I got other guys up here that know what they're doing and they're good at it. Uh, big thing is make sure you get in a place to stay. You know, you can. Uh, that's your number one spot. So number one thing to do. Sure you can help them out with that if they got questions, though, right? Second, uh, we can get them set up at resorts uh, and get them set up going out launches and get them all hooked up meal plans. We can still do all that stuff for them. Not a problem. Doesn't cost them any extra. Okay. Okay, Briggsy. Well, we'll let you uh, go, and uh, we'll send them over to your website, BriggsGuideService.com, and uh, hopefully we'll chat soon. I appreciate it. You guys take care, and thanks. And uh, Stan, uh, offer Stan to get up and go fishing. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I may be getting a hold of you this week then. All right. You bet. Yep. Bye-bye. That is uh, Tom Briggs from Briggs Guide Service up there in the Lake of the Woods area. Uh still got uh, ice fishing up there then you that's what's great you know i mean it's one of those things you don't get to experience that probably anywhere else in the world i mean where you can go here and fish on the 
fish on the ice and then an hour later be on the river fishing, you know. I mean, that's a fun experience, too. I mean that that you know that river opens up up there. Like I told Briggsy, you can go fish in the boat in the, in the morning, and in the afternoon go jump, you know, go jump in the fish house out on the lake, and you know, go catch some more fish there. So, I mean, and, and if people never been there, it's gorgeous country. I mean, it is a gorgeous country, especially in the summertime. I mean, you got deer, you got bear, you got everything up in that country. But you, like Briggsy says, you can go out and catch fish there anytime. And even some of the people you meet up there are wild animals, so you know what I'm saying? It's a lot oh, of fun. You bet, you <laughs> bet. I've, had, I've had many good times up there in that neck of the woods, but I'd still like to see you, see you go up there on your bike with the sidecar and get you and Briggs to get in that thing and go for a ride. Well, we'll maybe have to line that up if we can get things worked out. i got a few things uh, in the hopper for this week, but after I get that taken care of, uh, I, I think i got some time, so maybe uh, the following week I can get up there, but... The thing I I really enjoyed it last year is up there for the first time doing the Rainy Lake thing. I mean, I've been up there 20, 30 times, you know, ice fishing out there. But uh, as far as the river fishing on the Rainy, I I had never done that. And me and a pal went up there, and, and, you know, you'll be the first to uh, tell me as well, Kuduk, that I'm not the best fisherman in the world. And I, I had pretty good luck up there. Well, Stan, like I've been telling you for years, any blind squirrel can find a nut. Thanks, buddy. You're always there for for great moral support. Well, you know, I, you got you, you got a pat of guy in the back. You, you did catch a couple of sturgeon. You caught some walleyes, and I'm sure you didn't have any adult beverages up there, you and your buddy, because you know you guys are in the straight and narrow. Well, yeah, I, uh, I'm I'm like you in a way. No, you just drink Mountain Dew all the time or diet Mountain Dew all the time. But I have a rule: once I get uh, you know north of 94, that that's when the drinking stops. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I could say something, but I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so uh, we'll uh, talk more about that as it comes along with our friend Tom Briggs. Uh, he's been up there guiding, gosh, I don't know how long has it been, Kuduk. Oh, Tommy's probably been up there at least 30 years. You know, he grew up, grew up in uh, Brainerd, went to high school in Brainerd, and then he bought Wigwam back probably 20, 30 years ago. So Tommy's been there a long time, a good fisherman, good guy. Uh you know, like I tell everybody, if you want to go talk and have a good time, Briggs is the one to go with because he's very knowledgeable up there, and and he works. He works, does a good job getting fish. He's got got good equipment, got a good boat, got you know charter boats. Knows lots of people up there. So, I mean, you go up there and you want to have a good time. You know, that's the way to go. Definitely. So check him out, BriggsGuideService dot com. Uh, we got a couple of minutes here before we got to go to the break, but I want to chat about this in the last segment. I'll just. Uh, Preempted a little bit here, Kudak, and I'm sure you've heard about this. Uh, it's officially Little Pipe Island, but now over the years has become uh, uh, what is it, uh, Veterans or Flag Island up there on Leech, and there's kind of a little bit of a controversy on that aspect too, where the DNR now wants them to move it. Um, so I guess we'll we'll tr- we'll see uh, what people have to say about that as well. Six five one nine eight nine five eight five five. We already chatted about the big controversy between the uh, muskies and the uh, walleye guys uh, up there uh, as far as the stocking of the muskie goes, but this is going to be another thing that could be uh, a hot button issue already. Is people talking about it? But the flag was officially. Uh, Originally put there about 15 years ago, and the island that it was on kind of has eroded over the years, from what I understand. So they're talking about maybe moving it because uh, it's it's uh, the way they've been putting it up lately 
is, uh, according to the DNR, caused some issues. So we'll get into that next here on Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Cut that one off uh, before the chorus here on Outdoor Adventures. That is an oldie and a goodie. I, I can't get enough of that one, Kuduk. Oh, that's a good tune there. That's, that's been around for a long time. That's a good old tune. Oh, yeah. that's. Uh, if we had a top 100 list, I'd have to say that'd probably be included on my list. Yeah, I believe you're right there. So uh, we're I got one final segment here for you, Kudak, and I know no, I'm not going to say we were we were the cause of the whole controversy, but we kind of got people going here a little bit, and not only yourself and myself, but uh, a few of the listeners as well got their feathers ruffled up over this muskie versus walleye deal, and uh, we'll continue that here in just a bit. But I wanted to get your opinion here, Kudak, on another. I wouldn't say it's turned into a huge controversy yet, but it's becoming something that is apparently going to have to be uh, remedied here in the near future. But up there on Leech Lake, these veterans years ago, about 14, 15 years ago, uh, put out this flag on this little island, and it was Little Pipe Island, where now it's kind of eroded over the years from what I understand, and there really isn't much left of it except for maybe a little sandbar. So it's been harder and harder and harder for them to put this flag up, and they've had to, you know, use straps and ropes to tie it to trees that were still there or maybe a post sticking out of the water or a rock or something. Well, now this year it got so bad that they actually hauled in a bunch of rocks out on the ice here and put the flag up. And now the DNR is saying, well, that that could be a safety hazard having big rocks on the lake, which, yes, I can see that, but apparently they have lights and a solar panel up there so they can keep it lit. And, you know, uh, this is a great thing they did for the veterans, uh, I have to admit that. And it's it's definitely seemed to have become kind of a landmark there for, for the locals. But uh, the DNR said, uh, with the best intentions in place, DNR believes the rocks to be a naviga- navigational hazard that can be avoided by constructing a memorial or monument and an alternate location that does not have those risks. Um, it sounds like they're going to let them keep it here uh, for the end of the year. But then they also said that they would let them keep the boulders, but the light in the solar cell has to go. So I don't get how that works. I mean, yeah, if they have the so. light on it, that would let you see the boulders. Why would you take the rocks away before you take away the light, I would think? Well, I would think, you know, it's been there for, for many years, you know, 14, 15, whatever, 20 years, 25 years. I would think that, uh, you know, it's it's our flag, it's a flagpole, it's a landmark. All right, well, let's go out there in the wintertime when you got a lot of ice like we do right now. Go, you know, put some rocks up. I'm sure, you know, they can, DNR can give them a permit. You put the solar panel lights up there, you light it up, 
and you know you you mark it just like any rock reef anywhere else. It's you know you get an avionics deal, it's on there. I mean, it's no different than rock piles in the middle of Malax, rock piles in the middle of uh, uh, Lake of the Woods. I mean, <laughs> I you know put some marker buoys around it. Yeah. Hazard buoys around it if you got to put hazard buoys. But I mean, that's that's a monument to our veterans. I believe that the DNR should say, okay, let's let's work together with those guys and let's get it fixed right. Let's put some marker buoys around it. Or I mean, I'm sure somebody would somebody would donate some marker buoys with with the lighted markers on it, like they got a Malax or they got with the reflectors on it. All right, it's done deal. Why would you Why would you make a big deal about a flagpole that's 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 uh, it's it's serving our our armed forces, our people that died for fighting for us. I got a kid in the service. My dad was in the service. I got lots of buddies in the service. You know, I would think that uh, you know. Let's work together and, and get it fixed right, make it look good, and leave it there. Well, I think I think this one is probably going to have a little more of a happy ending, uh, thankfully, than the than the Muskie versus the Walleye controversy that's been going around. But the DNR has suggested moving the memorial to the nearby Whipple Beach. Um, it's close to the original location. They say it's also public land there, and it would be kind of, I guess, uh, more of an island rather than you know this other island that seems to have kind of. I guess he wrote it away over time, whether it's from the waves or rising water levels. I'm not exactly sure, erosion. But well, I, uh, I, I used to push it over, you know, I used to move stuff around and takes this and takes that. And, but, you know, I would I would think they could, they'll figure something out. I mean, it's it's it's, it's like a national monument, for God's sakes. I mean, it's a flag, a flagpole up there, and these guys take pride in it, you know. Sit down and, and work together with them. Don't fight with them. Just sit down and let's say let's get a let's get a you know happy medium somewhere. Yeah. So uh, we will uh, continue to follow that. Hopefully, they come up with a solution. And I mean, I guess you know it, it wasn't uh, something. It, it sounds like this was kind of a grassroots thing where a veteran just kind of did it out there out of respect uh, for the veterans, and it kind of grew into this bigger bigger-than-life thing, uh, you know, with the locals up there, and it became more and more of a landmark and a place to go and, you know, pay respects, all that good stuff. Um, so I guess after that, you know, moving it to a more uh, – that nearby beach they were talking about, I guess, it, you know, it's close enough and, you know, they should should be able to work something out the way it looks, which is good. Well, yeah, I would think there's – Maybe they can move it to another bigger island or, you know, bigger rock pile or, you know, figure out something. I mean, it, it's, I'm sure they probably want to keep it where it's at, but, you know, there's a, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm kind of up in the air in the deal. I mean, I would think that they could, they could figure out something. Well, before we go, we have to uh, talk a little bit about this uh, musky deal. I know, uh, I saw a lot of uh, backlash on Facebook and the social media stuff. I noticed a couple of the news stations here in town picked up the story as well and chatted about this uh, muskie versus walleye deal where they're trying to basically place a ban for four years on muskie stocking in certain lakes, um, any lake that, is a non, that isn't now considered a muskie lake. And they also want to... Uh, downgrade the lower or the minimum size down to 20 inches where now it's a 54 and we've talked about this um and this is the problem you can lower that that uh, limit down to 20 but we talked about this last week who do you know 
that has ever eaten a muskie. Yeah, I mean, nobody, you know, I, I, I know a lot of muskie guys. I, I mean, I have, they, they catch a muskie, they take a picture, they throw it back. I mean, they can lower the limit down to 15 inches, and, it, it, you know, nobody takes them. I mean, it's, it, you know, even if they mount them, they take a picture of them, measure them, and get a replica. I mean, and unless it's a state record, I don't think I, I know anybody that's ever took a muskie out of, out of Mille Lacs. Yep, exactly. And I, I'm guessing the the musky guys probably want that minimum size higher than that. And if you are a musky guy, I'd love to hear from you. you got a couple minutes to call in, 651-989-5855. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's just like humans. If, if you know, we hate to see our friends and family go, but if nobody ever dies on this planet, uh, there's going to be a lot of overcrowding and, uh, it's it's going to change things, you know, and if you never throw anything back, I would think, you know, I, I'm no scientist by any means, but thinking common sense wise, if you never throw anything back and nothing ever is taken um, from the resource, uh, there's going to be coming overcrowding. But, you know, I, I don't have that answer either. And, and you look at a musty that's, you know, 50 inches or 45 inches, they are eating machines. I mean, they... They, I watched. I watched them, you know, many times up in Mille in the, in the bays and the harbors there. And you'll have a school of crappies and stuff in there. Them, boy, them boys can eat. Let me tell you, they can eat. I mean, I, I'm over in Isle Bay fishing and fishing crappies in the spring of the year, and I watch them muskies go in there. Boy, they can sure chop up some 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 crappies in a real quick hurry. And, uh, you know, but, you, but could you not say the same thing about Northerns? I mean, I've seen Northerns videos, and, you know, I know you can't believe everything you see on the Internet, but I've also caught some Northerns and opened them up, and there's a lot of baby. I've seen some online that have well over 100 little baby crappies and sunnies inside of them. So, you know, if Northerns are okay to have in our lakes, why not muskies? Well, I, you know, Northerns eat machine, too. I mean, I've... I've seen them. Well, I got some lakes that I fished that they're overpopulated with with the northerns, and you know the lakes that I fished are pretty good. Both lakes are connected together, and they're you know they're pretty good sized you know, lakes. And and now there's so many northerns in there that the biggest one you catch is you know four or five pounds, maybe. I mean, it, it, they're just and the, and you can see that the the panfish we used to catch there aren't as abundant. The nice ones are. are not there like they used to be back ten years ago, fifteen years ago. And but then I'm going to side with with the musky guys on this. You know, you look at the musky guys. You, you said it yourself. They catch it. They take a picture. They release it. It goes back in the lake. And you can say maybe us walleye guys have been greedy over all these years, and maybe that it's not the musky that is detrimental to the fishery because you know what if. I didn't keep that limit that day, or you didn't keep that limit that day, or your buddies didn't keep that full limit. Uh, maybe there would be more walleye. Well, there's a lot of factors that we could get into there. Yeah, we won't go into that today because we don't have enough time. Oh, you, yeah. Well, that's why that. you bring the controversial stuff up at the end. That way uh, people can't get on you too hard. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll wait to see. We're going to just leave it right here at this. We'll see when the ice goes off. Hopefully it'll go off a week or two after, or just a week after opening of fishing. And then we'll see what 
we have next year and the year after and the year after. We'll go from there. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to mention nothing, but we'll just see, you know, 2013, the ice went off we had a 2013 year. I was just going to say, I think you're referring to the 2013 year class that the DNR is uh, conveniently, conveniently taking credit for, according to you. Yes, very much so. <laughs> and there's a reason. And we could have another one of those this year in 2018, you're saying. Exactly right. Well, if that happens, I think there's going to be a lot of happy people up there anyway because if there's more uh, wall in the lake, I, I don't think it matters how it happens. People are going to be happier. Well, you, 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 you bet in that sense, but the DNR could not take any credit for it because we know we know why it, it yep. turned out that way. Sounds great. That is legendary guide and freshwater fishing hall of famer Chris Kudak. I'm Stan Poggle. Thanks for tuning in to Outdoor Adventures. Black Republican, Black Democrat is coming up next. Then we got NCAA basketball final four action coming up at 630. Enjoy your time in the outdoors. We'll talk to you next week.